Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Mum and Mama podcast, brought to you as always by the wonderful Golding Accountancy, wearegolding.com. Hello, as you may have guessed, I'm not very well. My wonderful wound is giving me gym again. Um, so, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Um, myself. Oh, I had some good news this week. I am actually five foot four. For years, I thought I was five foot four, but then a little couple of years ago, I felt like I was shrinking. And then I got measured again and was told I was actually five foot three and a half. But um, but then it, weirdly, the other night I was in the kitchen cleaning something on the side, and I thought I'm definitely getting shorter. So I got measured again, but I am actually five foot four. I think I'm just losing my mind. Anyway. This week, the wonderful Kate McGann joined me to talk all about everything. We spoke about her career, periods, and the joys of being a stand-up comedian and woman. And a lovely wedding to the lovely Rich Wilson, which you've got to check out her photos and his photos. It's just the most dreamy day. But anyway, here is the wonderful Kate. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Work. Work. I've got Expa. Oh no. So I look like Michael Jackson. <laughs> and I've got endometriosis. I wanted to have a hysterectomy. Oh no. And I woke That's up awful. yesterday morning. I just get really bad pain. And it's not all the time, but it's just sometimes but I woke up yesterday morning and it's just been really bad. So this is why I'm not dressed. So I'm very sorry. Normally That's I would right. be dressed, but I didn't think you'd mind too much. And I I'm didn't sorry mind. I'm late. I... I'm actually wearing my pajamas from the waist down, so oh, I totally I love understand. That. And uh, I'm on day two of the time of the month, so I know exactly oh. how you. It, yeah, I mean, yesterday I was like hot water bottle, chocolate, feeling really sorry for myself, and I've also full of cold. So we're. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! You got the so dreaded. We had coughing. that. Oh, that's all right. Don't worry. We had <laughs> that. Oh, I don't know. A week, maybe two weeks ago, but it was—it's just so yeah. weird, isn't it? It's like as soon as as soon as it gets to September, everyone just gets sick, and yeah. it's like the weather hadn't even really changed that much. But it just fascinates me the way it's just like clockwork, isn't it? As soon as that, yeah. as soon as summer ends, that's it. <laughs> well, my mum swears by echinacea. She's like, I haven't had a cold yes. in years because I have echinacea. So I've been taking it. And I message her going, well, that didn't work. I'm full of cold. I think, you really have to, I think it's like a preventative thing rather than a cure, though. So I think you have to kind of just have it before. Yeah, no, I've been taking it for ages. And oh, it you have? Like, yeah. And it's like, well, that didn't help. I still got yeah. it. <laughs> but then I'm working in an office at the moment, so I'm surrounded by lots of people that are coughing and spluttering. So, Do yeah, you have to fun. commute in? Or are you in? Because you're in Brighton, right? Yeah, I'm in Brighton, so I'm just working in Portslade. I'm working for a prop makers at the moment, which is really exciting. Oh, wow. Oh, I yeah. bet that's really interesting. Yeah, it's good. Do they yeah, make so... all kinds of stuff? Yeah, they make loads of stuff. So um, I, they make the costumes for the Masked Singer. So, <gasps> yeah, so that's what I've been working on is the Masked Singer for oh, the wow. last. Yeah, it's really cool. So they, they make these amazing costumes and, and massive props and... Basically, their sort of tagline is, if you imagine it, we'll make it. And whatever people come up, oh. so they, yeah, they've made like, oh God, they made like big cocktail glasses and massive, you know, those like champagne uh, fountains and things. So yeah, they've made like huge ones of those. They worked with the Mr. Bean thing recently. And yeah, they're called Plunge Gosh, Creations. That's... They're amazing. Okay. That must be such a nice environment to work in. Just constantly yeah. it's a new thing every day and like really having to use your imagination and stuff to think of what you're going to do. Yeah, I mean, I'm not artistic in any way. Um, I'm just like, my best friend Saffron is a project manager there and I was like, uh, when I got back from Edinburgh, um, I she was going on holiday and I took her to the airport and I said, I really need money like now 
because yeah. I'm getting married in three weeks and I need some money to pay for things. <laughs> I've just sort of forgot that I was getting married. And um, so I said to Saffron, I was like, I really need some like mo- money fast. And she said, well, well, we need some help at work at the Masked Singer. And I was like, yay. So I applied and then got the job. Um, so I'm just freelancing there at the moment. It's great. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, it's really good. Are you really from good. Brighton? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I grew up here. Um, I've, I've lived in London for a long time and I lived in Australia. So, um, yeah, I came back uh, 2015. And then, yeah, I okay. just wouldn't want to live in London again. I sort of did that. No, yeah. That's a bit much. My sister went to university in Brighton and she never came back. So I've yeah. got... We go to Brighton quite a lot. Obviously, I've got three nieces that have kind of grown up there. And it's Ooh. like, not home from home. I love Brighton, but I'm always cold in Brighton. Yeah, it is <laughs> quite cold. I think it's because cold. of the sea. <laughs> but it is it's very windy. Brighton. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And it's funny because I, I went to Berlin for my friend's Hindu, um recently, like at the beginning of the year. And I randomly bumped into a girl that I went to uh, school with. And she's like, where are you? Like, where are you living now? Because she lives in Berlin. And I went, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm back in Brighton. And she's like, really? And what's funny is that she, she's a DJ. She's quite a well-known DJ. And when she comes back to Brighton, she goes to the same clubs. It's the same people. It's the same sort of circle of friends that she hangs out yeah. with. And she's like, oh, Brighton's just the same. But since when I moved back from Australia, I didn't have any friends here. So I, I've all my friends now, I've become friends within the last like eight years. Yeah. So it's like new friend, well, newish, but yeah, they're, all, yeah. they're all friends from comedy and I do acting as well and from different work and because I've just been like temping and doing some, you know, odds yeah. and sods of jobs. Well, I had a really good job. I used to work for Comic-Con. So I've got friends from, you know, jobs and stuff. Yeah, I know. It's really cool. Wow. What did you do for them? I was the talent coordinator. So I looked after all the celebrities. Yeah, it was really cool. Oh, wow. Who's the most exciting person that you looked after for you? For me, uh, Simon Pegg. Yeah. Yeah. He's a nice, nice chap. Um, And I met Jason Momoa, but I wasn't really like, allowed to uh, apart from saying hello and introducing myself and then sort of trying not to climb him is he as good looking in real life oh he's gorgeous yeah he's absolutely gorgeous yeah so really tall and just everything that you thought he was going to be that's what he you're like yeah that's really nice isn't it because sometimes when you meet celebrities it's a bit of a disappointment isn't it (laughs) Yes. I think sometimes oh, yeah, it's better massively. not to meet your heroes, you know. And they're always yeah. normally really little as well. And you're like, oh. I know, I know. Tall. They're always quite tiny. Because I'm five foot yeah. ten, so everyone's a bit small to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they, it's quite funny though, because I thought, you know, that being with, working with celebrities and stuff, they'll be sort of drama queens, and they'll be really difficult. And actually, I found the more famous they are, the less difficult they were. But like the sort of lower levels were of fame they're harder <laughs> to work yeah they're really stroppy yep. like, although I'm very good friends with the uh pink and yellow power rangers we follow each other on instagram yeah so I'm like oh wow to them. yeah so that's cool but unfortunately yeah. because of covid I got made redundant so 
yeah, didn't, yeah. lost that job. Um, but yeah, so I love, yeah, love, love, so love writing. I want to talk to you about lots of things. I would like to mm. start with your wedding, if that's okay, because I love yeah. a wedding and it's very mm. recent, isn't it? Yes, it was Did three weeks ago. Did you have the best ago. day ever? It was the best. Yeah, it was the best day. Um, so I'm, because I used to work in events, you know, with Comic-Con and yeah. I, I free, since leaving that job, I've been freelancing for events. Um, and I'm, I'm just like the way I'm really good at organizing and the way my brain works is like, right, we're going to do a list. We're going to do this. And Rich and I have, have got very similar tastes. So everything I said, I was like, how about doing this theme? Or how about, do not a theme, but you know, like how about, um, we had different ideas, what what we wanted. Yeah. Um, and then everything we just agreed on perfectly. And I, you know, I had my Pinterest boards and I was like, oh, I quite like that. And so I was picking and choosing everything. And we sort of had a, a tiki bar 1950s theme um, and so we had loads of like really bright colors and everything was just really fun. And we had a double decker bus, um, which took us from the ceremony to the reception. And we just hired a pub, like we just hired the whole pub and we yeah. just had the best time. And everyone that came had the best time. And yeah, it was just amazing. really fun. Oh, thank you. Beautiful. Where did you get your dress from? Um, it's from Dig for Victory, which is in Brighton, and they specialise in vintage sort of replicas. And um, they create. They it was a bespoke dress that they yeah. measured, made to measure. And judging that it was like made perfectly for me, I could pick what it looked like, what lace, what every sort of every element of it I picked. And it was only um, including like all the extras and the fittings. It was under six hundred quid. So it's a bargain. So yeah, all oh, these people that are spending thousands. God. Yeah, it was made for me, like from scratch. It's it's. I've su- never it heard the of best. that. Yeah. I thought you were going to say it was, that, it was under two grand. I'd be like, oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Pounds. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. I thought it was a vintage dress. No, and then I had a yes. pink petticoat underneath, which was gorgeous. It was lovely. Oh. So yeah. And you're married to the lovely Rich Wilson, who I've had on here before as well. Who's the nicest guy. He's the best. Yeah. How long have you been together? We've been together um last since last September. We got together. So so yeah, just over a year. Oh, lovely. Yeah. And are you going on honeymoon? Have you gone on honeymoon? No, because we're we're both really busy with work and gigs and stuff. So uh, we will be going away hopefully in January. Yes. He's just yeah. there. Do you want to come and say oh, hello, he... Richard? <laughs> <laughs> Do you fly that first? <laughs> hello. hello. <laughs> you are right, love. Yeah, I'm making oh. him go to the shops. Um, but yeah, we oh, so we had nice. such a good wedding, and it was great. And yeah, like where we met, uh, we met at a gig um, last summer, and then um, I slid into his DMs. And it was intentionally, my intention was to um, like just sort of pick his brains about comedy because I'm still yep. fairly new. I've only been going for about five years, but then with the pandemic and stuff, like I've, I've been very sort of half-hearted about it. And then I've only yep. sort of started again after the pandemic, really. So I kind of wanted to pick his brains about comedy and, you know, sort of just 
a bit of insider information, really. So I said, I sort of messaged him and said, you know, I see you've got a gig in Brighton. Do you fancy going for a pint beforehand? And then we ended up falling in love then and there. So it was, was it instant? You just kind of had a connection and it was just like, I just know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like we, I fancied him before, like I met him, like I knew, I knew of him, but we'd never actually met in real life. And um, so when we met, I was like, God, I, I remember looking at the, um, at the, him performing and thinking, fuck, I fancy you. <laughs> like, and that that was sort of last summer. And then um, at the end of September, we I said, you know, do you want to go for a drink? And we went um, to a pub called The Wick in Brighton. And I've got tattoos on my arms. like So I've got like a few little tats. And he was like looking at them. And as he took my hand, we went, oh, like it was literally like lightning. And we, we both went, oh, that's... Um, hi hello hello friend and then he said when when I, I had to go to rehearsals so he went off to his gig and you know when you're like two pints drunk and you're a bit like giddy and I had my bike opposite the pub and um as I was undoing it I gave the there was a homeless guy sitting outside Tesco's and I gave him some money and I was chatting away to him and then Rich was watching me from the pub across the road and he was like that's when I know like you were the one it's like as soon as you started talking to that chap on the street, and I was like, "Well, I just talk to everyone. <laughs> like it's just that's what I'm like." Um, and then I went. I remember going to rehearsals because I was in a play, and I was just on cloud nine. I just remember being like, "I, I think I've just met the guy I'm going to marry." Like I absolutely oh. fell head over heels. Oh, then that's there. so lovely. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. really happy for you. Oh, thank oh. you. Well, I've oh, been single for, for like. Sorry? You don't hear that much, like when people meet and it is a genuine instant yeah. connection. Like you do hear of it, but it's rare. So it is, it's really lovely. Well, I thought it was like something that they get, you know, like a movie thing. And I was like, well, I don't believe in that. Um, but it was just that sort of moment where we kind of held our hands and went, oh. And yeah. then I sort of casually dropped in that I fancied him and he was like, what like he, he was completely baffled like, what do you mean um and then yeah we we sort of we went on a few dates but we wasn't like we didn't have loads and loads and loads of dates like i've i've dated people before where it's burnt really bright and really quick and then it's sort of you know a few weeks later or a month later it's kind of gone yeah um that sort of first excitement just went and um so I was really worried that that was the same situation. I thought, oh, maybe like this will, just, I hope it doesn't fizzle out. But we were quite sensible. You know, we, we didn't see each other all the time. We were both really busy. So we saw each other, like had a date like once a week and we just kept it sort of on the DL. We didn't really want to go public with it. We didn't really yeah. want to, uh, because it, it was mainly me that, that said that because um, every time I've sort of said, oh, this is my new boyfriend, you know, on Instagram or whatever, like, inevitably, we split up, like, two yeah. days later, like, yeah, so yeah, I've yeah. only, I've only done it a couple of times before, and I've just thought, no, I'm not going to do it, and it was quite nice, because, you know, obviously, we're both comedians, and it was nice to keep our private life private, and our work life, yeah. you know, work for work, because we use 
Instagram and stuff for for comedy promotion and stuff. So yeah. it was quite nice. And then when we got married, we just went, oh yeah, by the way, this happened. Yeah. <laughs> Which is Aww. great. And it was good fun. But yeah, I've I've been oh, single so more than I've been in a relationship. Yeah. So um I was I was like the eternal singleton. Yeah. And then I met Rich and I was just like, I'm done. That's it. Oh, it gives me because I'm I'm the same. I've never I've only had like a couple of relationships, mm. and I've been separated now from the girl's dad for seven, eight years. But it's nice to know that it does it because I feel one bit like oh, it's all a load of bollocks. Yeah, <laughs> but it's nice to but yeah, it's nice to know that it could. It can happen. Yeah. But so tell me about, so when you were younger, have you always, because obviously you said you act as well, so have you always kind of been yeah. into performing and? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, uh, I, my mum said I've been performing since I was like, since I could crawl, you know. I, my dad used to own a, um, a haulage business. So we used to go to where all the trucks were, the, the truck stop. And if I, there was like a pallet there, I used to stand on top of it and perform for all the, the drivers, you know, be like, ah, 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 you know, and my mom was like, Brilliant. you just always had it in you. Yeah. Um, and maybe that just makes me a big old show off, but um, I love, I love acting. I've always wanted to be an actress and uh, I've just never done anything that's um, sort of more professional, unfortunately. I've done loads of like Amdram, I've done loads yeah. of plays. I've got a degree in theatre studies. Um, Where did you go? I went to Northbrook, which is just outside uh, Brighton. So it's in okay. West Sussex. Um, yeah. And I wanted to go to drama school, uh, but I stupidly applied for like the most difficult ones to get into. And after I applied for three years in a row and didn't get in, I applied for RADA, Lambda and uh, Bristol Old Vic. Yeah. Which are like notoriously the hardest. And funnily enough, I read um, Daisy May Cooper's book um, recently and she went to RADA the same time that I would have been auditioning for it. And I was like, oh, we, wow. lots of people say we look similar as well. So I thought, that yeah. they probably think well, that's why yeah me. that's why yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so she yeah, went to rada uh, but yeah it's just quite hard to get into so i ended up um, going to, to university instead yeah, yeah. so competitive it, incredibly competitive and also i thought because i did i went i went to i did drama at university mm. but then when i finished my drama degree it was like well you need to go to drama school like your degree doesn't really mean anything if you really want to make it you've got to go to drama school and i did have yeah. coaching for a while off someone who'd been to Bristol Old Vic. Oh, really? Like, That's sweet. Oh, God, it's my doorbell. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so he, he, I was getting trained, but I was like, the more he kind of spoke about it, I just thought, I'm, I was so not confident. Yeah. Like, I really wasn't when I was younger. I've only really been confident since I've been 40. Yeah. <laughs> and had kids, <laughs> and now I don't give a fuck. But before I was really self-conscious and I just thought there's no way in the world I can put myself in that kind of position with all those really talented people. I mean, not that I probably ever would have got in anyway, but I was like, this isn't this isn't for me. But it is, I think it, you're continuously told about how hard it is and how many people go for such few places and how yeah. like... 90% of actors are out of work 90% of the time or, you know, whatever the statistic is. And it is a bit like, unless you 
unless you really, really, really want it and are really super driven and also potentially have the financial support of yeah. parents or a partner or whoever who can let you not work as much so you can audition all the time. Like, there's a lot of factors that go into it. So it is bloody hard. Yeah, absolutely. And also, like, I always found... I was quite self-conscious at, at, when I was younger and I never sort of felt like I threw myself in. Like, I'm 36 now and I think if I, like, what auditioned for drama 15? school... Now... Oh, my God. <laughs> you look so young. Um, but I thought if I um, auditioned now for drama school, I'd get in because yeah. I've lost that sort of inhibition and, and I just don't don't care as much. Whereas yeah. when I was younger I was I was very conscious I've always been a bit bigger as well I've not been like the skinniest person and I mean I wasn't ginormous I mean I would do anything to be when I thought I was ginormous I was probably like a size 12 you know yeah um but you you just think you you get sort of really in your head about it and I wanted to go to one of these three schools desperately um, and then, like, I, I, yeah, when I didn't get in, it was just absolutely heartbreaking. And yeah. I, but now I think, if I auditioned, I, I just wouldn't care as much. And then yeah. I'd probably get in. But I mean, yeah. in hindsight, I wish I'd applied for like East Fifteen or yeah. Guildhall or, or do you know what I mean? Like one that yeah. was wasn't the elite ones. Maybe one that was a bit more kind of. I mean, East 15 is like very method, but that would scare the shit out of me. But something, one of the other schools, like I think I should have. But then that's not. But the thing is, it's never too late. You could always Mm. do it now or in a couple of years or whatever. But also, it's the. What happens, it takes you down the route, doesn't it? Like I always think, whatever I've done in my life, I've now got my two children. And if I hadn't yeah. done exactly what I'd done, I wouldn't be, do you know what Absolutely. I mean? Like, if you'd have got in, you might not have started doing comedy or... No, or met Rich. Or oh, I guess. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, everything happens for a reason. And uh, exactly. I remember I did two years at um, Northbrook. So I did the foundation degree. And then the idea was that I was going to go to drama school. Um, yeah. And my dad said to me, I was... So I was 18, 19. So it was like, I'd done two years. And then he said, if you stay on to do the third year. So I, if I got my degree, he was going to buy me a round the world ticket. And he was going to pay for me to travel around the world. And I was like, so, because I was so stubborn, I was so determined. I was like, no, because if I do my degree, I have to pay to go to drama school because I can't get any funding to do the three years at drama school. Oh. So... Why? Because, because you'd can't... be too old, or you just because you no, got no, 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 just because I've got a degree. Yeah, because it's basically oh, wow. like another BA. So yeah, you okay, have to, yeah. you don't get any student finance. So I was like, well, I can't get any any loans, or and I can't pay for it. I have to pay yeah. for it out of student loans, um, and I didn't have any sort of financial backing because I'm from a single parent family, and um, yeah. my dad lived in France and. Uh, he basically tried to bribe me to stay to do my degree. And I was like, no, I'm all right. So, yeah, I didn't. And I was like, damn it, looking... But to be honest, like, I, I bet if I called my bluff, my dad's bluff and went, 
Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, I'll stay on. He'd be like, oh, oh, no, I didn't actually yeah, mean yeah, around yeah. the world. I meant like a, a, a trip to to Tenerife. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, my So dad, what did um, you do then? So you didn't finish your degree or did you finish it? Did you no, go back yeah, and finish so, it? No, yeah, so I went, I moved to London and I, I sort of fannied around in London for a bit. And then uh, like two or three years later, I went back to finish the final year. Um, okay. Yeah. So yeah, so I went back to the same college because I was living in yeah. Brighton. So I did get my degree eventually, um, and then I called my dad up and I said, "I've done it now. Can I get that round the world ticket?" And he's like, "Oh, I don't remember saying that." And I was like, "Oh, gee. conveniently, <laughs> yeah. my dad like growing up because my mum and dad split up when I was really young, and growing up, my dad did have a penchant for a." saying things and then weirdly forgetting about them when I sort of brought him yeah. up from them. So, yes, unfortunately, I had lots of When did he move promises. to France? When I was 10. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so he was there so, for quite a long time then? Yeah, yeah, he still lives there now. So, uh, yeah. yeah, he's he's married to a French woman. And um, so Annie's been around since I was like five. Yeah. Okay. But mum and dad. Do you have siblings? Yes, I've got an older brother. Okay. So, yes, who uh, I don't see as much as I'd like to see, uh, but he's he lives just up the road in Haywardy. Okay. Yeah. He's just moved down here, so that's nice to have him a bit nearer, and his uh, wife Shana as well. So yeah, uh, we get on really well. So he's lovely. So what led you to comedy? Had you always kind of had a interest in it? Um, I've always enjoyed making people laugh. Like whenever I do plays yeah. and stuff, like whatever I've done, I've just always gravitated towards the funny plays and the funny roles. Like I, I yeah. just feel more comfortable in the in the humorous roles. I was always the class clown at school. Um, and then about 10 years ago, my friend uh, Gary, and his twin brother, Alan, who are my best friends, um, they said, uh, we've got a group on to do a comedy course. Do you, um, but Alan couldn't do it. So Gary was like, do you want to do it with me? And I was like, yeah, right then. It was like two day comedy course, like learning basic stand up. And at the end you did like a three minute or five minute set that you'd written. And it was terrible. And I remember like my, it was so bad. Like it's, it's triggering how bad it was. Was it like, so do you it, watch it, It's Always Sunny? Yeah. Is, yeah was yeah. it like when she did the acting class with the, I was just screaming oh, at God. the kids. It's so, <laughs> it's so bad. Like, you know, when you think this is, this is comedy, this is stand up. Yeah. So, so it was at Dirty Dicks in um, Liverpool Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah. So oh, everyone came to watch like our graduation and watch this three minutes of like terrible material. Um, and then I did like a few gigs, like probably five gigs. And I started a night, uh, I used to work in a pub in North London. So um, I started a night and I, I had other people host it. I emceed it once or twice and it was bad. It was really bad. Um, and I didn't really know about stand-up and, like, I didn't really get it. Um, and then I started dating someone and he didn't like 
uh, I sent him a video. I sent him a YouTube video of me performing at Up the Creek. Um, and he, and I'm like, my jokes, I've got quite a dirty sense of humour. So I really like cock jokes and I love like talking about sex and just like sort of dating stories and things yeah. that happen to me. And I'm still like that and I find it enjoyable. So I dated this chap and he said to me, I can't believe you sent that to me. Like, that's disgusting. And it just made me feel really, like, insecure. And I was like, well, I wrote that material before we even knew each other existed. And I basically, like, deleted all my YouTube videos. I had, like, two on there and I deleted them. And, uh, yeah, and I basically st I went, oh, I'm not going to perform. And, no, it's oh, fine. No. Like, I don't want to do Yeah, so I kind of, it, it totally took my confidence and then he sort of backtracked and said oh I didn't mean like you didn't have to delete them you didn't have to stop doing it and I was like well it's fine I just won't because I felt really like yeah. bad about it so then I stopped altogether and then weirdly me and that chap split up because yeah. he was a uh, controlling Nob. a narcissist <laughs> um, yeah and then I moved I moved to Australia and I saw watched loads of stand-up and I was just like I just love it uh, it was the Melbourne Comedy Festival when I was there. And I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, I love this so much. So when I moved back, I was in a play um, in Brighton. And my friend Sarah, who was in the play with me, said, you're really funny. You should do stand-up. And I was like, well, I've sort of dabbled before, yeah. but I don't really count it. And then I, I started up again. So that was 2017. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. So, so I sort of count it from from then really yeah so I don't really count the before times what took you to Australia um well I'd always wanted to live in Australia um and I'd always been drawn to it as yeah uh, just somewhere that I really wanted to visit and I was 27 and and I just thought if I don't go now I'll never go and yeah. I oh, was yeah, made you redundant have to go, you can get a before, visa you're, card before you're a yeah 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 so they're quite strict it's all over if you're yeah if you're over 30 you're screwed <laughs> yeah. and um I remember saying to this guy well well I just because because he was talking about like marriage and babies and stuff and he was nine years older than me and I said well I I want to live in Australia at least once in my life and he was like oh no I've got no interest in going there that's a horrible place and I was like so all these like red flags are coming up and I was like oh yeah. maybe we shouldn't be together um, so we had a really horrible breakup and it, it really upset me. And so I just literally, I was made redundant at the same time. I lost my job and they gave me some money, obviously, from the redundancy. So I literally went into the uh, STA travel and said, hi, I'd like a flight to Sydney, please. And they were like, what? <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> um, so I went. Yeah. So I went in for a How year. How long did you go for? Or oh, year? Yeah. Was, did you love it? I loved it. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. I loved every minute. But it's kind of weird because I was working, uh, you know, in a quite a corporate environment and I was working for a film company uh, and I basically took my life out of London and dropped it back in Sydney. So I yeah. just like went straight into a, a nine to five. I was just temping. I got a flat. I lived with two people. Yeah, it was just... So I didn't really do like the backpacking thing. I didn't really do the traveling thing. I I yeah. li like lived there, probably lived and worked there for a year. But yeah, it was good. I did a bit of traveling towards the end. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, then it's good that, that you went and did it. 
Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got it out of your system and, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, I'd love to go back. I'd love to um, do the Melbourne Comedy Festival and Adelaide and Perth and, yeah, I'd love do to. Do it. Yeah. So Does how, it win the lottery? Decided... Oh, yeah. Oh, God. How, how was Edinburgh with... How do people afford to do it? Because I never really thought... I mean, I've always wanted to go. I've never gone. But I was just like, when I have wanted to go, I'm like, I can't fucking afford the train, let alone staying anywhere. But then I had Jordan Gray on and she was telling yeah. me about how expensive it is to do it, which I hadn't even really thought about. And then yeah. this year, everything had got even more crazy expensive. Yeah. Like, well, how I'm... is anyone supposed to do it? I I was really lucky because uh, Rich and I, well, my friend uh, who I used to work with at Comic-Con, she's from Edinburgh. And when I did uh, So You Think You're Funny in 2019, I got through to the semi-final. So I had to go and I had to go to Edinburgh. And um, I was sort of looking at places when I was at work, I was like looking at places to stay. And she was like, you know, I live... I'm from Edinburgh, right? You know you can stay with my family or my friends. And I was like, oh, do you think that would be okay? She's like, yeah, absolutely. Stay with my friend Sandra. So I got through to the, I did the semi-final and won and then got through to the final. So I stayed with her friend Sandra and she was like, yeah, of course I'll put you up. And then obviously we had the pandemic. And then I messaged her and said, um, any chance that you could put uh, me up for a month if I do the Edinburgh run? And she was like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're a mate. Like, I'd love to have you come and stay. And then Rich, when I told him, I was like, oh, I've got free accommodation in Edinburgh. And he was like, what? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, it's like the, uh, the you know, the holy grail of, yeah. of, of, oh my God, free accommodation. So Rich and I both stayed with our lovely friends, Sandra and Ronald. And, um, we we got to stay for free, but we were playing paying for our flat in Brighton, so we still paid rent, but we yes. we just yeah, went yeah, yeah. here for a month. Um, so yeah, it's just really though. expensive. Yeah, I mean, I didn't do a show this year; I just did a few spots. Um, but I was like helping my friend Flyer and helping Rich with his tech, and so I was still yeah. sort of going around with Rich and kind of doing all the spots that he was doing, but like just supporting him and yeah. I went to see loads of shows as well which was great but it, it massively sort of brought up loads of insecurities because I was thinking oh god I don't know if I'm ever good enough to do a show here and you know you see all the posters with the five stars and three you know aren't they amazing and aren't they fabulous go and see this person and it just made me feel like oh god I don't know if I'm ever good enough to do this but don't listen to the you watch RuPaul. Yes. You know about this. What is it? The inner yes. critic. Is that what he calls it? What does he call it? That saboteur. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was, it was hard. Switch it off. Just because if you're, yeah. you're doing it, aren't you? You are doing it. So why aren't you good enough to... Of course you're yeah. good enough. It's, it's just, them? yeah, the price of it is very expensive. So when you decided to try comedy again, how did you do it? How, how does one do? do? How does one become um, a stand-up? Well, I I just started like back in Brighton, and I started, um, you know, uh, just doing like open mics and doing five minutes, 
and the, in we're lucky in Brighton. Like it, it, Brighton is like rats for London. Like there's there's a comedian every like meter. You know, every <laughs> square foot there's like a new comedian. So they're, they're rife. Um, so I, I just did like loads of open mics and new material nights and just started up very slowly and. Um, then I just got bigger and bigger, like better and better and just got further along and started doing longer sets and then traveling a bit further afield, just applying for things and meeting comedians and they would see me and go, oh yeah, I've got a gig that you could do, you know, and then that's how you sort of network. Um, but I'm still like massively unknown, like no one knows who I am, like when I turn up to gigs and I'm like, oh, I'm out of my depth here. Like, these are proper famous comedians. And I'm just like, hello, I'm Kate McGann. <laughs> um, but I'm not very good at this sort of self-promotion. You know, when people are really good at like bigging themselves up, being like, oh, I'm yes. amazing. I smash this. I'm so shit at it. Yeah. Like, but that's why I think I didn't, didn't really do well at, at auditions and stuff. You know, like bigger group auditions at drama school. Um, because you've got those people that push themselves to the front and they're like you need to see me I'm amazing I'm fantastic this is why I need to be in your show or whatever and I'll just be like hello yeah like I'm I'm so I'm confident I am confident but I that that whole kind of pushing your way to the front yeah and it's not that I don't have drive it's not that I don't want it but I'm also like Oh, for God's sake, it just... Yeah. I, I would I would well, rather just stand back. See, I completely get that. I completely get that. And I do think that sometimes people that aren't necessarily very good get further just because they've got more... Do you know what I mean? Balls. Yeah. But I, but I do also think that you don't have to be like that to get somewhere. I think if, you, if you're good, then your talent will, you know... Yeah, speak for itself. But I, I, do, I completely, completely understand that because I'm not like that, and I just <laughs> yeah. think, oh, fuck off, like with the, and I find it, I'd be really embarrassed to do that. Yeah, but then also sometimes it is, maybe you have to just play the part a bit. Yeah, and and blow, you know, be proud of it and blow your own trumpet and stuff. I mean, yeah. I am getting more and more gigs. Like I, I've, I've got. Um, I, I did the boat show, uh, New Material Night, and uh, there was, this was back in March, and the uh, one of the agents was like, oh my God, where have you been? You're amazing. Signed me to Blue Book, and I was so excited, and they didn't announce me for ages, and basically it was like four months where I didn't hear anything. Well, they were, Helena kept sort of changing the dates and saying oh no I can't meet up this week and I'm going on holiday and oh it's the Queen's Jubilee so I can't see then and it's this this holiday and oh because of the bank holiday and, and because I'm not pushy and I was like Rich was so funny he was like you should say something you should kick off and I'm like yeah but I'm not the sort of person that would kick yeah. off yeah because that's not me like that's not what I am like so um I just went no I'm sure she's got a very good reason like it's not a problem I'm sure there's a reason they haven't announced me and then it turned out that um Helena was actually leaving the company uh, and then she was trying to get you know her rostra the other agents to kind of take on her yeah rostra unfortunately they couldn't so everyone that she had working for her has had to go and find new agents 
but they're all in a position where they're well enough known that if they go, oh, yeah. I'm looking for a new agent, they'll get snapped up. Whereas I'm like brand new and the other yeah. agents don't know me. So I'm I'm on the lookout for an agent okay. at the moment. But so many people have said to me, they're not the be all and end all of, yeah. don't worry about it, like do it yourself for a bit. So yeah, there is that. And I just want to do... Um, you know, the fringes, do as many sort of fringe festivals as I can. And I've got a, yeah. you know, 45 minute show, which is, I'm not, I've got an hour, but it's sort of a tenuous hour. Like it's, it's a loose How, is hour. Is Edinburgh an hour? Or could yeah, you do if 45 I deb- minutes? Yeah, you could do 45 minutes. Yeah. I mean, if I debuted, they, you know, it's like a big deal. Um, then it's an hour, but, I yeah. would want to. So many people debuted this year, and did their out yeah. first hour. Um, so I wouldn't want to do it, you know, when there's a lot of competition. So that's yeah. why I, I didn't didn't want to do it. But I, I I would want to. I'm not in a rush to do my first hour. I think I'd rather wait, yeah. get it shit hot and yeah. super tight, know it inside out, and try it in loads of different places, and yeah. then. Yeah, and then do it. But then that will give you more confidence as well. And maybe you will be a lot more pushy and be able to pick yourself up. Because it is just doing it, isn't it? You just have to keep telling yourself how amazing you are constantly. Even if you don't really believe it, you just have to keep doing it anyway. And then you do. Eventually it does sink in. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a big believer in like affirmations and sort of, you know, your thoughts become things and... Yeah. I, I mean, because I'm not very well at the moment and, you know, I'm on my period and I'm just like, oh, I'm sad. I'm yeah. sad. Oh, my God. Um, so it's really hard to, like, go, I'm an, I'm an amazing woman when, you know, all I want to do is eat ice cream and watch RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, so, uh, so when, you know, next week when I feel like yeah. when my estrogen levels are rising, I'll be like, but yeah. I, do you know what? I think that that's fine because I'm a lot, when I'm 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 very hormonal and with all my gynecological yes. issues and everything, I think it's even worse. And I'm definitely perimenopausal. Yeah. And I think sometimes I'm very much active on social media because I have to obviously promote the podcast. I've started a business yeah. with my friend. We've got to promote that. Like there's loads of stuff going on. But when I'm in the mood to, then that's fine. But other times I just want to hide away. And yeah. I've stopped beating myself up for that because like you can't be on all the time you just can't be and mm-hmm. I think it's got to be organic and you need time to rest and you yeah. might think of something really good to do while you're resting whereas if you were mm. just constantly thinking oh god I've got to post something or I've got to do this I've got to do this. do you yeah. know what I mean it just makes you feel like you, you don't keep want to do going, anything keep going absolutely um there's a there was years ago a few years ago I saw um a show at the Brighton Fringe and it was by uh, Le- Lucy Peach who is a period preacher and she talks about um the different uh stages of your cycle yeah but she explains it because I've obviously looked into it before but I've never really got it because it's a lot of like jargon and they talk about the follicular and the luteal and I'm like hang on what who what yeah it's very confusing and then she explains it in such a 
a beautiful way and her husband's on stage and is sort of live annotates it. So he draws these pictures on the iPad, which is projected behind her. And then she also sings songs with it. So it just goes in and, and she does like online courses where she takes you through your different stages. And um, she's there's a book called Period Queen and I highly recommend it to anyone, who, oh, not even just... That. It's, you can get it on Amazon, get it anywhere. I've got to add um, it to my basket. Yes, do. And it explains the different stages and what you need at that. So it's four different stages. And she breaks yep. them up in dream, which is from day one to day five. Uh, do, which is like when your estrogen levels are rising. And yep. you get a, bit of progest- get a bit of testosterone in there. So it's like, yeah, you do. You need to like get all your stuff done and you're like superwoman and then give where you sort of have you give loads of you you've got loads of progesterone and you're um you you surround yourself with friends and family and you're in a really giving stage and and then take which is your premenstrual stage where you're just like oh (laughs) and that's actually the best time to be creative because just channel it into something um and that's how, and so basically, it's like life hacking your period, life life hacking yes. your cycle. So it's it's amazing. Like uh, since reading that book, I've like I've told Rich about it, and he's like, "Oh, what day are you on now?" And so he can like understand like where I am in yeah in his and he'll he'll even say to me, he's like, "Oh, are you in your take phase?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm in my fucking yeah. <laughs> shut up." <laughs> I love you, darling, but shut up. Yeah. Um, so it's it's been learning. I wish I had this at school. Uh, but yeah, it, and you know, we we need to, and we need to educate our boys as well, like need to- A hundred percent. Know about this. And and obviously yeah. not not everyone that has a period identifies as a, as a woman, and it's not just for women. Yep. And we've got so many different, so many different things that we need to, look at I mean you said at the beginning you have endometriosis that's yes, yeah. so hard yeah. to deal with but no one fucking talks about it no and one I think I probably it. had it forever I think this has been the, my problem because I've always suffered with my periods I've always had yep. problems and I think that I've probably had it the whole time but it was just never really looked into because you're just taught that periods are painful yeah and you just have to put up with it. It's just one of those things that you have to put up with. And I think about the amount of pain of, that I used to be in and that I know of friends. My friend Lois, she's 27. And she's like, she bleeds. They're really irregular. They're really heavy. She has to spend time in bed. And I'm like, you need to be, there's something wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't, yeah. but she's just taking it as this is what my periods are like. So you just put Ugh. up with it. And I'm like, it's enabling your life. Like, No. That's not the right word. My brain doesn't work anymore. This is the menopause. <laughs> fucking word. But it just stops her, it stops her from living. Do you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, it's in... in, ca- like in ca- uh, I can't word, use the word now. Yeah. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. But it's... Yeah, it's just... And there's something definitely wrong. But then I also do think about, like, why, why is it? Because surely... Why is it so hard if this... Well, obviously, we have periods, we have cycles, so we can give birth to the next generation. So why is it yeah. so shit? <laughs> I think if men had periods, so 
I think oh. if men had periods, they would have a cure. They would have uh, so much like healthcare in place. It would yeah. be. I mean, you'd the amount of money. Week off the, work every month. Oh, absolutely! You'd have yeah. a week off. I mean, even if we had a day, like day one and day two, are the worst for me. Yeah. Like are absolute worst. I feel like shit. I mean, I'm yeah. a, a hot water bottle. I'm dosed up to the eyeballs. Um, and then luckily, like day three to five, I'm kind of on the other side of it. But those first two days, I mean, if you could have an option to have the day off or yeah. I mean, to sit at work and be like, ah, like in pain, it's just the worst. I mean, yeah. I used to take a hot water bottle into work and sit at my desk with it yeah. because I'd feel so ill. But the amount of money that's been spent on Viagra treatments and for men's health and it's just like if you could just put that into endometriosis like yeah. you know they need to look into it it's it's like it's when unbelievable I've been, when i was in the hospital like i've seen i've been in and out of hospital and the gynecologist just don't have any answers and i was just like why does no. it hurt so much like what yeah. is the what is the reason for the pain what, what's the end goal for the you know because it will just come out of nowhere like i've i'm my pain started yesterday. I finished my period at the start of the week. So I'm not ovulating and it's not period pain. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. what, what is the pain? What is the what is the point of it? But no one can... And it will just be completely random. Sometimes it is because I'm ovulating or sometimes it is because I'm just about to get my period or I'm having my period. Yeah. But when it's like this, I'm like, why? Does it hurt? Yeah, they no one knows. It's so... Anything. I mean... It's it's so upsetting and and like my I remember my mum she had started hers when she was eleven so she was really young when when her started Same. and then she always had I think she had endometriosis but because she was you know she's sixty eight now sixty oh, she might kill me sixty seven now um and like hang on a minute yeah uh, so she just used to have the worst period pains where she would pass out from the pain and you know and in the obviously i was gonna say the olden days uh, you'd yeah. have like that loop around your waist and then you'd have like two hooks either uh, on the front and the back with a great big sanitary towel in the middle and she's like can you imagine trying to do pe in you know this was back in the 60s and and it was just my mum said i remember being mortified yeah. you know it was like that she had to wear this nappy essentially and you just had to sort of get on with it and she used to pass out from the pain so I remember my mum talking about it and when I was younger and her having a period and it being this awful time of the month and horrendous and so when I got mine when I was like 13 I just remember being like oh no yeah this is gonna happen to me now and I was really like I was really lucky like I've got very regular like I, you know, I, I'd have pain, but it's not like to my mum's, you know, degree. So, but my nan, weirdly, she, um, she had, went through her menopause in, when she was in her thirties. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she had, she was, all hers completely stopped. So she was like the opposite end of the scale. Yeah. And then I, I, luckily I was, I'm normal. Yeah. Yeah. Very strange. Well, yeah, that's because it's like my mum never really suffered. My eldest sister never did, but then my middle sister, she's got endometriosis. And, she, you know, but she wasn't, 
I don't think on a month. I think that happened when she was a bit older. Yeah. And she was put on the pill, so she, then she didn't have periods at all. Yeah. For, so that's you know. the only sort of thing that they do do, isn't it? They, they but I, I can't take... I've never been able to take the pill. It makes me mental. I can't have a coil. I can't... Any any of that stuff, I just can't. Yeah, I with. had the um, I had the implant in my arm. And I... Yeah. I swear, I, I lost my shit. I went absolutely insane. Yeah. And, like, to Did the point that I out? was... Yeah, like my around the time of my period, I was basically suicidal. Like I was so yeah, I was really I was next level gone insane. Yeah. And my mum was like, "You need to get that taken out of your arm because yeah. you've gone mad." Like yeah. there's no yeah. other way to describe it. I just yeah. absolutely lost yeah. my mind. So I went to the doctors, and um, you know, you're basically having like a little operation because they're cutting your skin with a scalpel and then hooking it out. And it was so funny. The nurse was like, okay, this is, we're going to numb it. We're going to put this. We're going to cut it. She was so nice. Then she yanked it out of my arm. And then I went, oh, I'm pregnant. And she went, oh, my God, don't scare me. <laughs> she, like, dropped it on the floor. Um, but, yeah, so, I, I mean, I only had it in for, like, three months. But it was, yeah, yeah I, I went pro- probably bananas. But see, that worries me about how the fact that they can put that in young women's as well arms mostly not yeah. knowing whether or not that they're going to react really badly to it because no. it's not like it's a pill that you can just stop taking like you've got to book an appointment to get yeah. go to the doctor and have it done you know it's like yeah and it's constant you're constantly releasing yeah. hormones into your i mean it's insane what we have to go through it but is. they they developed a um pill for for men but they stopped it because it was giving men headaches you're like a headache if you knew what we have to go through. But then I wouldn't necessarily whole... trust a man that he... He's like, yeah, no, I'm on the pill. I wouldn't trust him that well, he's taken yeah. it. Yeah. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, it is both. And the thing is, it is it's always going to be more on us because we are the ones that actually have to deal with, you know... Yeah, absolutely. So you can't let you can't let some. Whereas men can kind of just be a bit like they don't have Soon. to worry as much, do they? No, yeah, they can just fuck off. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. I mean, just I mean, especially what's going on at the moment, you know, in America, and and it's I'm getting anxious that it's coming over here because you know what they they said something like just I can't say the word statistics. That's it. If one. one in three abortions are medical. Like they're actually, they're not just because, you know, you've got pregnant by mistake. It's actually like yeah, necessary, yeah, yeah. you know? And and that really scares me that you're, that if the country and even potentially our country one day will be willing I, to put women's lives in, at risk. I don't know if, I don't know if we would here because I don't think that there is that massive religious factor as they because in america they are still pretty i don't know if they i don't know if they would be able to get away with it here i'm well i'm very hopeful yeah anyway i have done i'm doing a i wanted to do a couple of podcasts on abortion just for people sharing their stories yeah Um, but i'm still waiting to do another one with my friend before i release them but Mm. i was uh, the whole thing with that in America, it is, it is just about control. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. They don't because it is they don't give a shit about 
people. They don't, no. Once the baby's out, they don't give a fuck about it. So it's not about preserving life because they haven't got no. a free healthcare system for a start. You know, if they cared about life so much or welfare, you know, it's... But it it's the... It's the white man is yeah. the problem. And I, I'm hoping... I just don't know if it could happen here. I think that there would be uproar. I don't know. I'd like, yeah, I mean, but then you look, there were like marches in, in the States as well, you know, pro-choice marches. And, and it's, it it scares me that... It is. It is what did it, it do? Scary. You know? It is very scary. And as, especially... You know, I, I I mean, you know, there's that program. I don't know if you've watched it, The Handmaid's Tale. And it's like, oh my god, like we're it's it's scarily sort of going that way in America. You I know, did that it's very level religious. I love I loved that book, and it was a bit. I remember yeah, reading it at the time when I was very I've much read it, like yeah. young, you know, Marxist feminist. <laughs> but now as I'm older and the more things are happening, especially with like the way things are at the moment with the economy and stuff. Like I often joke yeah. with my friends saying it's, you know, handmaid's tale. It's going to happen. But it, Under his you eye. could totally see it <laughs> happening in America. I could actually genuinely see it happening in America. It's absolutely terrifying. It's terrifying that we live in, a, in an age where we're watching a, uh, a program or reading a book and go, yeah, that could happen. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. But it's like Black Mirror as well, you know, like the oh. Charlie Brown. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yeah. That's scary. I can't watch that because it makes me too. It makes me feel too funny. I watched, like, yeah. the first series, but I've not watched the most recent ones because it just it makes me feel so uncomfortable. I just can't. Yeah. I just can't. <laughs> it's not, not, not fun. But like, let's go back to RuPaul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love RuPaul. Oh, that's so yeah. good. So good. Well, my friend, um, my friend Gary, who I mentioned earlier, who did, um, I did stand up with. So he's, um, he's in lockdown. He sort of got into TikTok and stuff and he started doing like makeup videos. And then now he's like a superstar on TikTok and he's got loads of videos and he started, um, he wanted to do drag, but then he realized that he's a very unattractive woman. He does not make a pretty woman. And he's really good friends with Ginzilla, who's the massive, really tall, gorgeous, ginger Australian with the big beard um, drag queen. And Ginzilla said, well, gender is a spectrum. So you, you yeah. can be anywhere on that spectrum. So you don't have to be a drag queen. Why don't you be, become a drag king? So Gary it transformed himself into Silver Rocks, the drag king. And I went to his very first performance. Last oh, week, was and it was it? amazing. Yeah, so it was so good because he's done this. Um, uh, he he made this fuzzy worm coat out of like thousands of you know those fuzzy worms that you get on a piece of string that you go like that between your fingers. Yeah. So he's made a jacket, a coat out of fuzzy worms, and he's made a a, a wig to go with it. And he loves that sort of eighties punk, like um, not punk, sort of rock. Um, you know, with the big shoulder pads like Kiss, you know, that sort of yeah. glam rock. So his character's like this glam rock star from the 80s. It's amazing. Oh, wow, I have to check him out. Oh, so, yeah, Silver oh, Rocks enough. on TikTok. So good. I will, I will look. I'm so I proud of drag. him. I just me love... Too. They just make me happy because, 
like with the RuPaul stuff, like they've all, well, the majority of them have had such fucking hard lives and the artistry and strength and the freedom that they've got now to express themselves. It's just, it's very heartwarming and they're so fucking funny as well. I love that. I just wish they had um, drag kings on there, but it's a shame that they don't. Because, I mean, I love that they had the first trans, um, the UK had the first, which I love. Um, She's doing really well. Um, But, yeah, I think, you know, it's, you you have to be so talented in so many different ways. Like, you have to make stuff and be funny and be quick and, like, do your makeup amazingly and sew and be creative, like, that's that's not a triple threat. That's like a quadruple, like seven yeah. different skills that you need. I yeah. couldn't do it. I could barely put makeup on in the morning. Yeah, I can't. I can't do makeup. But it did make me feel like I should not. I should make more effort. But you know, when I think God, some people spend hours, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't even wear mascara anymore. No, <laughs> I just can't be bothered to take it off. That's the thing, and I don't really know what I'm doing either. <laughs> And it's like... Just slap it on, it's fine. (laughs) So what have you got coming up? Um, I've got a gig tonight in Bracknell, sunny Bracknell, yes. Oh, lovely. Um, So that'll be good. Um, And then I've I've just been thinking uh, I might apply to the Brighton Fringe, so that'll be in May next year. And then I also want to do MacFest, which is also May, or is MacFest March? Richard? March. 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 April. 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 <laughs> so potentially I want to do MacFest um, because you have to apply and be like invited and it's very sort of, very exciting if you get. Where um, is that? It's at McConleth, uh, which is in Wales. And okay. So it's little wonder do the events. And... Um, they also book for loads of different uh, shows. and they, So they do MacFest and they also do Aberystwyth Comedy Festival. Um, okay. And you have to be, it's very prestigious and you have to be invited. And it's just the audiences are so gorgeous. They take over this whole town in McConleth and the audience are just proper comedy lovers. So you 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 know Rich we went Rich went last year and did his show this year sorry did his show, and it was just smashed. It was so good and the audiences just loved loved him. I mean obviously, obviously. Um, but then you know obviously going from that to Edinburgh where people have just like walked past and gone oh what's this comedy like yeah it's a very different it's a very different vibe. So I want to do that potentially. Um, so yeah, now I'm just booking um, gigs in you know over Christmas and and New Year next year really. Oh, yeah, so doing that. Well, good luck. Let me know Thank how you, you um, if you get on to Macfest because that would be very exciting. Yes, it'll be so exciting. But I'll um, I'll share links to everything, and hopefully we'll come and see you soon. I don't get yeah, to go out lovely. much. I've had a couple of comedians on and I'm like, I'll definitely come and see you, but I just never get a chance to bloody go out. But I will try my hardest. That's all right. Thank you. Yeah, if I'm ever in your neck of the woods, I'll let you know. Yes. And when I come down to Brighton as well. Yes. 
Let's do that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, say bye, but stay there so I can say bye properly. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Nice to see you. Bye. so yes that was Kate make sure you check her out on the socials and go and see her in a gig I am hoping to go and see her in a gig when I can get some childcare and feel better <laughs> um, yeah but that was Kate she is lovely so give her a follow if you want to discuss anything that we discuss please get in touch if you have any guest suggestions or you yourself would like to come on please get in touch hit me up please subscribe to the podcast please share the podcast sharing is caring i do hope you're good and getting excited for halloween halloween is my favorite of the made up holidays and i'm very excited about it big love to you all stay safe and sane and i will see you next week when hopefully i will sound and feel a lot better big love bye bye Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 